Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. What? Hi! <laughs> what did you say? Why am I so red? <laughs> Are you blessed? No. No. That, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand how the light is. I'm at the Caribbean again. Well, the halo. <laughs> the halo. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a song, eh? Halo. There is a song called Halo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a good idea. You know, somebody else stole my idea. No, it's probably. <laughs> you probably got all that. All that you're you're glowing because of of the time you spent on the ski hill over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, those two seconds that it took to come down. <laughs> well, or maybe, or maybe the half hour that it took to go up. <laughs> that's probably what it was. In, in minus twenty, it was yeah. very very cold. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Oh, minus twenty. Um, minus twenty. It was not minus 20, so I, don't, I never know what it is. It, it was maybe like minus 2 Fahrenheit, something like that. It was pretty cold. Oh, okay. Very cold, yeah. 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 I'm trying to convert that in, into my scale, which is... 22 years later, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Now I don't know either or. <laughs> right, because you, you, you are from Europe, right? So yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. And now I have no idea yeah. what's what. So it's very confusing. Okay. <laughs> really, really, really cold. That's I'll do. Like yeah, I mean temperature. Like you go out and if it's cold, it's cold. It doesn't matter what what the what the what it actually says, right? Yeah, it was kind of like my eyeballs were freezing. <laughs> okay, that's cold. That's cold. Yeah. Oh, anyways, good to see you again. It's been uh, it's been a week, eh? Yeah, it's been a week. Listen yeah. to that Canadian accent that just came out. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm from Canada, eh? <laughs> I remember traveling to California, trying to trying to trying to disguise the fact that I was from California, trying or from Canada, trying to you know fit in, right? And um, and the guy. Right away, you know, I order a drink, and the guy says, "Oh, what's what part of Canada are you from?" And I go, oh. <laughs> "How did you know?" <laughs> I don't know, eh? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So, hey, how was your week? Good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Like I was telling you, I took my kids skiing. They learned how to ski. Like two lessons. I was pretty cool. It was intense. I have to say, it was intense. It was a lot of work. Uh, but it, it's beautiful to see your kids pick up something new like that. And, and it's another activity that we can do together, right? Because I was, I was really like, how is this going to go? Mm -hmm. Two kids that can't stand on their own, you know, but they picked it up quick. It, it, it is amazing, isn't it, how, how quickly kids do pick it up and adapt. And yeah, and, um, yeah I... I, I remember taking our kids um, uh, skiing for the first time. It was the same thing. Like, you know, I I don't know wh whether it's because I'm higher above the ground and falling seems like it's going to hurt and they could care less. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun. I mean, my, my son, yeah. especially anything fast and high speed, like okay. he just yeah. loves that. In fact, the first slope that we did because they did like um they did a class, you know, it was like a super short slope and they're, you know, learning how to put their legs like a pizza and um, pizza slice. And, and then, so I take him down the first slope and like my daughter is younger, right? And she's a little more like, oh, you know, but she was going down really fast too. And I, so I get him on camera for like two seconds because it's going so fast. I'm like, okay, I'll get her then I'll go catch up to him and get and catch him. Yeah. Forget it. He was gone. It's all yeah. the way down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, there were no other ways that he could have gone. But like, I had to have a conversation like, hey, you can't just go. 
It's yeah. kind of like crossing the street. You got to wait for mommy. <laughs> but I was just going. It was so much fun. I'm like, no, I get it. But still. <laughs> uh, hi, Adina. Hi, Angela. Good to get to have you. Hello. Back yeah. 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 I, I, oh, you're bringing back so many fond memories. I'm, there was one time that was kind of, we, um, you know, I had the four daughters and it's hard to keep track. Like once they got it, they were, they were gone constantly. Right. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so we're going up the ski lift and I looked down uh, to my, and I said to my wife, he says, Oh, look, there's the ski patrol, you know, coming down. They must have somebody. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that, yeah, it is. Oh my God. It's like, okay. So, so it was up, you know, it was like we couldn't get off fast enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Adina, was that my, was me. It, it was, was Adina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I wasn't so going to mention any names, Adina. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, where do you start? I'm like, what would I start if he, if I could have, if he wasn't at the bottom? Yeah. How am I going to go look for him? Where? <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. 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 So we had to have a lot, little conversation. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> I know you feel very confident and I know you can do this. And, yeah. and I need yeah. to know where you are because <laughs> going back up is not as simple as like turning around and going back. Like I have to take a whole left, need to know which left. I mean, again, thankfully it was just one way up and down yeah. <laughs> from that specific point, but eventually yeah. it won't be just one way. So. Yeah. I start yeah. learning this piece of, you know, let's get him this piece of knowledge. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, I love, I love watching my grandkids. I love, I, I love watching my kids, you know, keep learning and, and growing. Um, to me, it's just a testament that, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about labels today, but you know, the, the label of being old and, and, and untrainable and unteachable kind of a thing. Right um you know that is just a label and we could you know sure we're not as bouncy at least you know i still have i'm not as flexible and all that other kind of stuff but man there's so much more to learn there's so much more to learn about everything and experience different things right um i've had um i've had uh you know um, a daughter and a son-in-law do bungee jumping you know kind of a thing and it's like whoa you know that kind of stuff right you know um friend that did parachuting i don't know you know those things kind of scare you kind of a thing <laughs> I, I skydived you're talking to someone who skydived five times yeah. in her life really? <laughs> oh my goodness it was amazing actually it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life wow yeah. Eh? yeah wow. did you do that in uh, uh, uh how long ago was that I was uh, the first time was uh, 14 years ago. It oh, was over, not really over. that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, but I did it for five years, years in a row. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Boy, oh boy. Okay, we're going to have to have coffee. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about this. It was, you know, there's, there's a whole story why I did it. And, you know, it's, we can get into it one of these days. Yeah. But it was, it was uh, incredibly, powerful experience that the first step the first time was scary as hell but you have someone like push you know with you attached to you. <laughs> i mean they're literally pushing you off an airplane uh so it's like oh if i had to take this step on my own i don't know about that uh, but yeah. you know, there's someone behind you and they just jump and you're jumping yeah. with them yeah but then then you know there's that first moment of fear and now you're like you're just free falling for a while and it's just I think the second time I probably enjoyed it a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you just, and then the parachute opens and you just, it's kind of rough. And then it's like peace and quiet and just floating in the air. It's wow. amazing. It's, wow. really amazing. it's a remarkable well, I, experience. I I see um, I see another show coming up like Conquering <laughs> Fields or, or Taking Risks or any yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, no, that's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, should we talk about labels? 
Sure, it's not about okay. labels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can talk about labels and the power of words, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that is so much in it because I I, uh, I was having a couple of conversations this morning, um, and and we get trapped in words, don't we? Like certain words, because they we have different perspectives. We think that that word means the same thing for other people, mm -hmm. and and you know so so we, you know, you run on that that belief that oh they must mean this, and then all of a sudden you find out, no, that wasn't what I meant. <laughs> it's what you're reading into it, right? <clears throat> oh oh, you know, this week's supposed to be my failure week, and. Yeah, I'm supposed to fail so, 100 times. 100 times in one week. Wow. Yeah. 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 Can you purposely fail or? Well, I'm trying to. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it, you know, but it was sort of like, and I, and I, you know, it depends what you call failure, right? You know, and, and in this one area, I, I took, I took a word that I thought meant the same thing for this other person and went down a path and two minutes later I, I came back you know and, and and sort of reconnected and and it was like no that's not what i meant oh okay it's like okay let me get some clarification then like so what what do you mean and i mm -hmm. think that's one of the things that you know from a coaching perspective <laughs> everybody i think could be more coach like in that you know when you hear something um a label or whatever you know is to be curious about okay so i i hear you say that you know help me understand what exactly you mean by that and um and i know we've talked about this in in other conversations but this one i was coaching a, a gentleman this morning about boundaries mm -hmm. and and i know i have a i have a definition of what that means and feels for me and it was curious to see his explanation or what he meant by boundaries you know kind of so um yeah so it's it's the, those kind of labels are 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 you know are important to find out more i mean like what labels are words right and words are used to describe an object a situation a feeling right they can be used in so many different ways <clears throat> it's they're filled with meaning though Right. And oftentimes, to, do, to your point, that meaning is what you read into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or what you're conditioned to think. Or, you know, like on the conditioned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of perception do you have of that specific label? Because sometimes you could have a different name for the same thing. And the way you perceive and experience that thing is completely different based on what you call it. Right. Yeah. Because there's no so much, there's not so much meaning and conditioning and perception attached to this other different label. Right. I actually encountered that in a coaching session. I think I mentioned it last week around, you know, massive action, massive action, massive action to describe, you know, taking action. And the moment that that label massive was removed, the person was able to not scare herself as much, right? Because it was just scaring the living hell out of her to keep saying that to herself. And the moment that that label massive was removed, her attitude towards all these actions that she had to take changed too. Her fear level went down, right? So it really was around what kind, how she was perceiving that word, what kind of weight she gave that word. Yes. Right? And probably what it represented for her. Yeah. And the same is true for so many other things, so many other things. I think I mentioned something to you about this book that I was reading and the research that was done, and it was on uh, the different ways that uh, people refer to DMT, like if whether it's like referred to as a psychedelic or a spirit molecule oh, right. or, or a drug, right? Yeah. And so they did... Um, they did a research where when they, they administered it to people, giving it a different label, right? So based on how people perceived it, based on that la label, their experience of it 
was different because of the way they perceived it. Yeah. Uh, so it was what, very, what is, very uh, interesting. D, D, what was the acronym? DTM or did you uh, say DMT. Okay, Dimet what is DMT? Dimethyltryptamine. Okay, di okay, yeah. di okay. Dimethyltryptamine, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, and it's a, it's a, obviously a psychedelic can, you know, can give you a psychedelic experience. And based on what they, you know, if they called it a drug, then the person experienced it as a drug. They called it a psychedelic. They tended to have more like hallucinations and stuff like that. They called it like a, I, I forget all the labels that he yes, gave, yeah. but there were like some were, were more scientific, some were more spiritual. And the experience of the group that, you know, experienced this was very consistent with the labeling because the experience started with that perception, you know, like this, those psychedelics have, you know, what, how you perceive it, like your mental state really changes the way you experience them. So the label also changed the pe people's experiences of it. And the same is true in, you know, in, in all things, right? This is a research, a specific research that was done, but it really speaks to the power of language, of labels, and the, pres and, and the meaning around those labels, right? Yeah. yeah. In describing sometimes the same exact thing or object, right? It's just the label may change. And, and so does the perception of this, of how it's being seen, and right? And that's what I like about what you're what you're telling me about the this experiment that was run because it it set up the experience. It set up the experience. Right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And and so when I hear that and 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 when I hear other labels being attached to you know whatever we we you know they're they're good for describing you know and separating you know like if i had two cans you know and i and i didn't know what was in it it would probably be a good idea that that i'd label it in some way you know so i know but um you know and then and then yeah if it's a can of beans then then when i open it i should exp i should have a can of beans in there right but with 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 you know labels that we put on people for instance we set ourselves up for 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 the experience to come and and sometimes we're you know it happens and then we validate the label sometimes it doesn't happen and i've had it even in my own experience of uh, have dismissed dismissed the fact that it didn't happen saying well it's just a one-off mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of a thing right um but it's so you know, when I started to realize how limiting the label became to my experience of an individual or experience of an event uh, would happen, um, I started to really drop the labels for what they were, you know, and, and, and try to be more open to other possibilities. Because as soon as you slap something onto somebody or something, it becomes that, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think I gave this example on the show about the current mayor of New York City and how I right. took that label of him being an ex-police officer um, and just gave it meaning, gave it meaning, what it meant for me and what it meant to have that kind of person being the mayor associated him with Giuliani. And they couldn't be any different from each other, turns out, right? Mm -hmm. But the initial reading and the initial meaning that I gave it to based on that label was associated with an experience, right? Immediately, without really even knowing much about him or doing much research about him. Yeah. I immediately took the label and like gave it meaning, right? Yeah. And, and so it can be very helpful, like you're saying, and like really being able to communicate with each other and understanding there's beans in this can, right? Yeah. Or this is what the person does but it can also be very limiting, right? Words can be very limiting sometimes in, in defining and confining someone within it, right? Well, and then you, especially when you latch onto it and believe it to be true, 
right? It's sort of like, you know, when I was explaining about when you go up up your ladder of, of preference um, and perce or perception, you know, you you form a belief system on that label. Like that that label becomes your belief system. Yeah. And so, like, we, we, you know, we and then we change our 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 um, the way we interact based on that. So if 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 you fell into the trap of 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 the first perception you had about oh he's a police officer he's this and this you know going into the room again you're expecting something different and so you're responding reacting to it differently you know you're you're showing up differently rather than you know because you're you're, you're taking something with you into it and um you know it's it's much like i know um I used to, we used to I used to do um, a few investigations when when uh, things went wrong in the medical field, right? So like you know some some uh, procedure didn't work out or and they were trying to get down to the to the root causes and things like that. A lot of times, you know, and innocently, I mean, it, we all sort of get into this trap when they see a person's name on the report, they right away go into, oh, I know this person. And then they slap a label on it and they, you know, and they said, this is probably what happened, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. And again, when you're doing investigations and any, any good investigator would tell you, you have to take the biases away from it. You have to get to, to what are the facts as, as, as they are, not as you might perceive them to be based on the label or, or the identification that you've placed on somebody. And that's sometimes tough to do, right? I mean, it does take this awareness of understanding how labels work and, and that they're not just a descriptive word. They not only describe something or a situation, they also have this, this direct connection with feelings, experience, ex perceptions, beliefs, right? So yeah. they can be very, very, very powerful. Oh, and 100%. So, yeah. And so in the same way, what is really, really powerful is the way you label yourself, right? Mm. The way you speak to yourself or the way you, you see yourself, right? Because we tend to label ourselves too, right? Well, I'm not a good sleeper, right? Uh, I'm not, you know, like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a good singer, right? When, when you label yourself like that, it, you know, you, you, those are all beliefs that you're reinforcing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So really it's, it's important to pay attention to what the label is describing, but also like check in with yourself. What is the meaning that I'm attaching to it? What is, what is the conditioning around this word, right? And there's, there are a few words I would say, you know, like the word God can be triggering to some people, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The word actually turns out the word universe is triggering to some people. I, I can't remember where I was so having a conversation with someone. It was like the universe. And, I'm like, and, you know, I'm like, and there are people that are going to feel the same way about the word God or about, you know, any other, you know, like big word that has a lot of meaning and a lot of conditioning and a lot of history attached to it. Well, even even I found out I discovered the other day, um, uh, like the word trigger, for instance, is is a uh, is another one that that uh, evokes different feelings and different ideas around what a trigger is, or you know, kind of a thing, right? And depending on your experience, um, and resilience. You know, when when we turn certain words into into buzzwords or, or words that are so commonly used everywhere, manifest, they tend to lose their meaning. <laughs> and manifested this, I manifested that, and this person actually brought all that up too. Like in the universe, a manifestation. I was yeah. obviously very triggered by this. Yeah, yeah. triggered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> triggered. <laughs> But, you know, so then there's like, well, what about this is triggering yeah. you? You know, it's not the word universe. It's like, what is it about it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
so again, another opportunity when you feel triggered by a word or like you you are going down a negative connotation of the word, it's a good opportunity to look at, well, what is this really pointing to, you know, well, like you do. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, and, 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 and it has a feeling to it. Mm-hmm. It has an actual feeling to it, right? And And I'll go back to my barometer, you know, if you're slapping a label on on it and it's got a really ucky feeling to it, I would question that label. You know, I it's probably not not true, right? There's something about that, and that's whether you you are, um, you know, for another person or for yourself, particularly for yourself. You know, if if we could, I mean, just think. I mean, uh, you know, we've got a few people on here and and probably watching the recording. Um, what if you dropped the label? What then? What then? What would be next for you if you dropped the label? I don't care what label you're talking about, you know, or thinking about, right? Because when you, when I look at the phrase, I am blank, it is whatever you want to fill in there, I am is. So when you drop that, what are you left with? For me, it points to the real essence of who you are. You are the thinker. You are the creator. You're the label maker. (laughs) You know, whatever you want to want to. We created them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when when you drop the label, you're really left with you. Because anything else is just a construct. Yeah. You know what this reminded me of, actually, in Vishen's book, the, the Code of the Extraordinary Mind, where he talks about this indigenous tribe that couldn't see the color blue. Oh, because yes. the, the color blue wasn't a label they used. It wasn't a word they used. No. So they couldn't see the color. <laughs> they literally couldn't yeah. see the color blue. Yeah. Um, it's actually fascinating. Like, I forget how the whole research was, but it was about they, they never saw the color blue. They ne- no, they, they, they um, I remember that they gave them a color wheel mm-hmm. with all different shades of, of, of blue in it, and they couldn't see the, the subtle differences in the colors. They couldn't see to them, it was all one thing. Mm-hmm. But you throw a, a, a little bit something green in there, and they picked it up right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it and and you, you just gave me some goosebumps about that because because if it points to the fact if we didn't have that label there, would you really see yourself as a as as not enough or as a failure or as anything, right? You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, blue. <laughs> And you know what? The reverse of that is like if there is something that you really truly want to see in yourself, label it in a way that you want to see. That you want it. it. You want it to empower you, right? Yeah. yeah. Or change that label that feels disempowering to one that feels more empowering. In the case of this person that was coaching, massive action, mm-hmm. like you know, like um, I, I, I forget what we ended up with, but it was more like effective action. Or, right. you know, like, yeah. yeah, it was something like that. Uh, and it completely changed the, her relationship to this process that she had to go through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was just a question of, of changing the label or dropping the label, right? It had, you know. And, and Do you have a problem with the universal manifestation? Give it a name that you don't have a problem well, with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the, the Tao, which was written, like, 2000 years before the Bible, you know, talks about, you know, that which cannot be labeled. Like it's, it's something behind the label, right? It's something behind the word that, that we have no real inkling about, right? I mean, quantum physics is trying to figure it out. Neuroscientists are trying to figure it out. I mean, you neuroscientists, you know, they can pinpoint, you know, that certain aspects or certain parts of the brain, can control the left side and the right side and they they can find your smelling sense you know and they can they could cut it off you know and and they can do all sorts of different things the one thing they can't find is consciousness 
Yep. They can't find it. They have no idea where it is. You know, kind of a thing. So, um, <clears throat> which which is intrigues me, right? Because so, what is it, right? And and for me, you know, again, it's it, it's it's a label, but I mean, consciousness is a label, but it's it just points to the I in the I am statement. Yeah. Right. It's that yeah. invisible thing that we can't touch, and we we, we like. We feel like we have no proof of it because we don't, we can't touch it. And yet is, is, is what's witnessing this whole thing. <laughs> right? It's what's witnessing it and what's experiencing it, right? Because you get yeah. the sense of it's I who am experiencing it, right? So whatever, whatever comes after that, we're really a, the observer of that. So when we, we, we put a label on something and, and we act accordingly to that, we're just watching that. But we think that that's our real reality. And, th and this is where, you know, I, I love Carl Jung's work. Um, and, and I still like personality profiling and things like that. I'm, I, I'm, I really like that kind of work because it, because all it really is 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 um, you know labeling labeling the the conditioned self really because it has nothing to do with the real the real who you are and his work has been misunderstood to for a lot of people because they've taken his work as defining who they are. Well, I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I'm a deep thinker. Oh, I'm a you know, I can't sit still. I'm a creative, you know, kind of a thing. And people have defined themselves by that, which really just says, okay, I'm that and nothing else. But you're so much more. And he says, he said in his early work, you are all that and more. We just keep talking ourselves away from all the other things. Like when you say, you know, I'm not a singer. Okay. So you're, you're now acting in removing yourself from the fact that I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to put myself into, into singing situations. I'm not going to sing in the car or whatever kind of thing. Well, also, also that I can never be, right? That I can never, never be a singer. Yes. So that's once you label yourself, labels limit. Yep. Labels describe, but they also limit you. So Absolutely. in the same way that you can just change the label to make it fit, you know, to, to make it more empowering for yourself, frankly, yeah. you, you can also like kind of decide, I don't want to fit in this label anymore, right? No. Well, it's it, limiting. It's, you notice it. You notice it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what limiting beliefs are. You have labeled yourself to be in a certain way or your circumstances to be in a certain way. And there's this sense that it, that's just the way it is. And it cannot be changed, but that couldn't be further from the truth either. You can change anything, 100%. really. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 so in his work, like he he kind of put put uh, put it into categories, right? Because there are demonstrated behaviors, conditioned demonstrated behaviors that we all have. But what he said was, <clears throat> yes, there are introverts and the extroverts. But if you notice, it's it's a line that goes back and forth. So there are times when you're probably acting like an introvert, when you're quiet and reserved, and there are probably times when you're acting like an extrovert, right? So it doesn't mean that you're either one or the other, but you're acting accordingly to the situation that's in front of you. What, what gets in the way of, of the, the whole defining piece is that when you define yourself as one side or the other, it limits the experience from of, of going to that side. So if I always went about saying, you know, I'm an introvert, you know, I'm quiet, I'm shy, all those things. And somebody came up to me and said, look, I'd like, I'd love, I'd love for you to do this presentation. I would go, I can't, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't speak in front of people, public speaking, you know, um, there was a sign, sorry, there's a Seinfeld episode where Jerry talks about, um, um uh, the two top fears uh, is public speaking and dying 
and dying came second. So you're far better <laughs> off to be in the casket <laughs> than than doing the eulogy. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, labels are super, super powerful and very limiting too, right? Yeah. They just have this, this, they they just, you know, the labels are a command to your brain, right? The moment that I, especially labels towards ourselves, the moment that I label myself a certain thing, I, I give this command to my brain, my reticular activating system to fit in that, to yeah. fit in to that label and that story yeah. and that limitation. Yeah. And then, and then you fill it up with evidence to support. Exactly. And so I never try to sing. So I never see myself doing this. I never yeah. push myself to even try, right? So it's really like a label is can be like really helpful, but it can also be extremely limiting. If so you let, it ask, let me ask you a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be... Um, Don't ask me to sing. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Although I do have a couple of guitars back here, so, <laughs> um, but um, uh, so I guess this is almost a two-parter. Like, okay, so what what makes us hang on to our labels? And in your experience, how do we get rid of them? What makes us hang on to our labels is what makes us hang on to all our dysfunctions and all the things that don't nurture us and don't empower us right it's habit right it's what we know it's like i've labeled this let me put it away i don't have to think about it anymore <laughs> i have a label for it let me use it i think it's part of the way the brain is efficient right we use language language is the most efficient tool that we have right and if you have misunderstood but yeah the most misunderstood and also really really powerful tool that we have more powerful than we think in these ways that we're discussing now, not just in terms of being able to communicate with each other, but also the meaning that these words have for us and what they kind of create within us, right? Yeah. So why are they so difficult to, you know, like to change is because we are habitual beings, right? And that's what it means. And we don't really sit with it and question it. We just run the program, right? Yeah. And how do you... Yeah, and how do you change it? You change it by rewiring your brain to think differently about that specific thing. You so know, is it really is it really about ripping the label off or slapping a new one on? Ah, that's a very good question. Um, I think I think once you decide what you want it to mean, you can slap a different label on. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm leaning towards that because it's it's much like you know it's like replacing thought right you know it's like you you really can't do that but but i know you can set a different direction right yeah i mean you you cannot remove the word universe no you can you cannot use it it's yeah. still gonna be out there right and it's yeah. still gonna mean something to yeah. others it's like gravity i can call gravity i something different but it's still gonna be gravity it's still going to be gravity, but I can define it in a way that feels different for me, right? And I can, I can, I can play with it too, right? I could, I when I understand it more, I can start playing with it. You know, it's like if if I didn't understand gravity, flight wouldn't exist. You know, so people that understood gravity um, were able to play with it. If 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 they if they've came came away with the belief that all objects will just eventually fall to earth and there's nothing that we can do but there's birds flying all over the place so that can't be necessarily true either there has to be a way right right, yeah. right? so i think when we point ourselves or bring our attention to some place and this is where I, I i i think one of the most difficult questions that most of my clients have is what do you really want Mm -hmm. what do you really want now you know and, it, and it's and it's not the it's beyond the million dollars and the yacht and then big house right it's like what do you really want and and when you start there and this is where carl Jung talks about you know if you have no labels to play with in other words you are i am you get to be i am in any moment of time that's appropriate to to where you're going 
because there are no limits anymore. There are no limits. So if you're pointing yourself, say, north, and the next step looks like, oh, geez, I guess, uh, I guess I, I, um, I, I might have to sing. <laughs> you know, I don't, who knows what, but I mean, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've never done that before. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It just means you haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you can't do it. And it, right. of course it doesn't mean it. you can't do it, right? So just because you have a feeling about something doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do it, do that, right? So why couldn't you put a label on, I am a singer? doesn't say I am a good singer or a bad singer. <laughs> that's that's all ego stuff, right? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And, you know, I think you can also work on changing your perceptions of the word. It's it's a longer way around it, right? Sure. Yeah. It's it's long. It's it's a little bit deeper work. Uh, but I think the immediate action that you can take when you're triggered or like you feel disempowered by a word is by defining it in a different way or really working on why that specific word has so much attached to it for you. We can also take it that way, right? It, it just can trigger different kind of work. Yeah. I don't think there's right or wrong. I think just the awareness of That's how powerful labels are is were like you know is is the biggest well uh, as soon as as soon as you do as soon as you are aware of that thought or that label it diminishes the power of it almost immediately like you yeah. you see a shift in yeah. it right so i'm i'm curious that you know anybody that's on or in recording like if you got any any questions or or anything regarding your experience about labels um, limiting or otherwise, um, you know, please share with us. We're, we're always, um, always looking for comments or, or other, others experiences. Um, cause we talked about that, th- this before, you know, this is so cool that we're, that there's two of us here. Right. And next week we're going to have three. Um, I mean, I can I can speak to like one label that was triggering for me a little bit was sure. sing, single mom, single and I was mom. like, it felt so limiting to me. Not because I'm not a single mom; I'm still a single mom, but I'm also a woman, right? Yeah. I'm also a friend. I'm yeah. also an entrepreneur. I'm also yeah. a coach. I'm also yeah. a designer, right? But for some reason, whatever, like I refer to myself as a single mom, it felt very limiting. Felt mm. like I'm just a single mom. I'm just labeled this. Or like, you know, when you get divorced or, or you know, like now I'm divorced. You're a divorced right? single mom. Divorce, I mean, I'm not yet, but you know, like yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying just the word divorce has so much attached to it, so much so much frankly conditioning of you know there's so much perception around that 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 person has failed at something and and if you it doesn't mean that i'm not going through a divorce but i'm not allowing that perception of failure that's attached to to affect me yeah because i see it as a label and i'm not just someone who's going through a divorce or just a single mom i'm all of those things you're, and you're, all of those things are powerful, right? I am a woman, you know, I'm a mother. I am a single mother. I am going through a divorce. And I was a widow for, at some point. And I'm a daughter, right? And I'm a friend, right? And I am a designer and I am a coach, right? And you're a co-host of a show. You're all and I'm a co-host of a show. There you go. I have a new label. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, you can, like, be very, you can very easily fall into sticking yourself into that label and staying in the confines of it. I'm a single mom, right? There's no hope for me. I'm struggle is attached to that often, right? I have failed at my marriage or relationship is attached to that, you know, like hardship is attached to that. And I felt really triggered because I was like, yes, I am a single mother but I don't see struggle, I, I see challenges, but I don't see myself as a struggling person that 
yeah, I've had hardships and I do go through that. Doesn't define who I am. I'm not struggle no, and I'm not no. hardship, right? Yeah. I really had to think about that one like consciously, right? Yeah. Like really intently and like really look at it. what is it that's triggering me? Well, I realized what was triggering me was all these other meanings that I saw attached to it. Uh, and the moment that I saw, I was like, no, but wait, I'm also this, 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 and this, it, that meaning just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that kind of leads up to what Adina was ta uh, shared here is that, you know, she said, I used to put a lot of labels on myself and, you know, and I think that's natural. Like it's just natural, right? It's what we attach to those labels that, that is far important and recently been writing I am statements every morning and night. And that's an also great tool because you, you start to get more realize that, the, that you are more than just right. And, um, and it helps her feel better. Um, and I, and it can't not help you feel better. Right. Um, but I'll, t I'll tell you this, you're even far more than what you could ever think of you are far more than whatever you can think of because, because the best you can do is go back into your memory and, and, and reframe those, those, those as labels, right? Cause you, cause you're going back to, right? So and we're going to like the letter blue or the, the color blue, right? If it's never come under your radar, you would never know. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Right. So all yeah. of a sudden, you know, um, and I have a bit of a story around singing that way too, is, you know, like I've always had a musical instrument in my hand since I was 13 and, and, um, you know, and the opportunity came up, uh, one time, uh, a friend of mine came up to me and says, have you ever thought of doing some singing? And I, again, I never considered myself a singer. I sang in the closet, <laughs> you know, uh, rarely did it in, in public, um, and very self-conscious about it, but you know what, again, the, 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 the realm of possibility, why not, why not explore that? So for, so for two years, I, I played a role of Elwood blues and we had this blues brother routine going for a couple of years when we would travel around and, and do this thing. And I had a blast. I'm not saying I was any good at it, but I had a blast doing it. Right. And, but I would never have done it if I've stuck to my labels. You would have missed out on the experience. I would have missed out on it. Right. You know, so, so even though we can come up with, you know, really good descriptions of things that, um, <laughs> thanks Adina, um, that, that we have done, just think, just think of other things, the blank piece and be open to filling it up with other possibilities as you expand your consciousness and awareness, you know, cause you know, when you point yourself in a direction, it's what's fresh and new that comes to you is going to make the difference moving forward. Those are the insights that you have. So, well, our brains are good at step by step by step. Insights are leaps. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Yeah. They're, they're the serendipitous moments that what I call the little mini miracles. Like you get an insight and then all of a sudden, you know, okay, the universe, whatever you want to call it, kind of, you know, providence takes over and things start to sync together. Right. You start to notice certain people and you go, oh, I should talk to that person or I should, you know, and that's how I met this, this lady this morning, you know, on that, right. You know, moving forward with my impossible project that seems to be getting now Ron Howard is coming into the picture. So I don't know. Why this is. <laughs> that's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I know it is, but it's, but if I, you know, I'm, I'm writing a screenplay. I've never had that label before. You know, kind of a thing, right? So, or even you, you, even a book. I've never written a book. So does that not make me, does that say I can't write a book? I mean, writing a book in and of itself, you sit down and write. It's all the meaning that you're giving it to. Again, 
the meaning yeah. of what writing yeah. a book and a, what, am I going to do it right? Is it how is it going to be perceived? How is it going to be taken? Yeah, and it I goes know. back to this concept of, you know what? Yes, labels are limiting and labels can also empower you. Sure. So, you know, going back to what Adina was saying, all the I am statements, you can really use labels to your advantage if you use them in a way that empower you, yep. right? Yep. I am a powerful coach. I am here to have an impact, right? Yep. If you use them in a way that empower you, yep. eventually your brain believes that. And guess what? That reticular activating system works towards that goal. <laughs> You're feeling the cup that serves you versus the cup that keeps you limited in the confines of that label that you see as limiting. Right? The, can, the can has always been empty. <laughs> it's always been empty. We think it's full of stuff, right? But it's always been empty waiting to be filled waiting to be filled with new experiences and new IMs and, 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 and to live life. New labels, new empowering labels. Yeah. 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 Can't, can't really get rid of labels, right? We've established that our society functions on speech. <laughs> well, well, okay. So where do you live? Well, I live someplace in a place cut. Well, I'm not even sure it's someplace in the world. Can you can you narrow that down a bit? Yeah, yeah, they're very useful. They're very yeah, useful. It is very useful. Yeah. And at the same time, again, you have control over how they make you feel in in the way you use them, in the yeah. way you allow them to uh, really like steer your perception and your judgment and your view of yeah. what they're describing. They're really just descriptions. You are in charge of the meaning that you, you give it. And that is this, that is it right there, right? That is it right there. And, and I know we didn't, we don't really have a lot of time, but I mean, there's one manual that, that I kind of go up, I'm up against, but I mean, it, it's there for a reason. And that's the, um, um, it's called the the uh, DSM-5, which is a Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Mm. And it's a book of labels, right? So it's, 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 it takes a bunch of descriptions of behaviors and puts them in into a classification and then calls it a, a, a adds a label to it. So, you know, and I'm not, not saying there's anything wrong with that. And, and the people that put this together, like there's a committee of people that put this together, um, are doing it for people's well-being. The problem that gets in the way of that is that, you know, when people are, are given that diagnosis, it, it takes away any other opportunity for, for being something else. And because they, they'll get trapped into it. Oh, I'm... I've got post-traumatic stress. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm, you know, and all these kind of things. And, and well, why are you depressed? Well, I have depressive thoughts and, and all this other kind of stuff. Well, I know lots of people that have depressive thoughts, but they don't have that label on them. Right. And so, I mean, that's probably open for another, another topic at some time, but you know, and some of my clients because of that label have considered themselves broken that they're going to have to live and work with that. And now they're finding after, you know, um, some sessions that that's not necessarily true, that the labels are dropping away and they're starting to see, well, oh, there's more, there's more of me than these labels. I don't have to define my life by that label. And yes, there are times when I have a depressive thought, but that doesn't mean that, that I'm quote, right. It's just that at that moment, you happen to be having a depressive thought. So, yeah. Um, and so often that, that those labels that are sometimes given to us, like you, you gave the perfect example there, like a mental disorder, even like a physical illness, yeah. are given to us. And because it's maybe a doctor that gives it to you, now you take it and that becomes your, who you are, right? Yeah. I am a sick person or like I am, you know, like I have bad knees or, you know, like uh, 
uh, whatever you are, bad teeth or bad vision, whatever you want to call it, right? And you accept it. Yeah. You accept it. It's like, well, that's just how it is. And you know what? There's plenty of research that can prove that has proven that once the person's belief changes, also the the condition changes, right? The physical and health condition. I mean, there's so much research around the placebo effect. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think actually that reminds me that one of the books that's next on my list is The Placebo Effect from mm -hmm. Joe Dispenza. It's a really yeah. big book, but um, yeah, I'm eager to read it because the mind is such a powerful tool that we have. It's just that we are, we habitually use it in the wrong way, right? We oh. habitually just, <laughs> just like let it run us instead of yes, running instead of, it the way we want absolutely. to. Absolutely, yeah. It's a tool that can be used for good or bad. For right? good or bad. For good or bad. And, and once we realize that, once we realize that we're the ones that slap the label on, right? Then it's like, oh, you mean I can change the label? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You have the control in your hands. You just put it on auto, you know, in an <laughs> automated uh, yeah. program, right? That's yeah. just running. It's on autopilot. Yeah. You don't have to run it on autopilot. No. You're actually the one controlling it, and you can steer it and put it on autopilot in a direction that you want to go. It might mean, though, that you might have to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> it might mean that, you, yeah, you have to do a lot of work to, to change yeah. the trajectory, right? Or well, a little bit of work, right? Just I persistence guess. and consistency, right? It's it just that awareness of knowing that, yes, you do have the control. And yeah. that's not what we're conditioned to believe about ourselves and our brains. We were conditioned to believe that we're born in a certain way, that we're meant to be in a certain way, that we're limited by our physical, you know, makeup or our genes or like where we come from, right? Yeah. I was born in a poor family, so I'm going to always be poor. You yeah. know, I was born with like, I don't know, my legs were crooked, so now they're going to be crooked for the rest of my life, right? My mom had this disease, so I'm going to get this disease. There, there's so much that we were born to believe about ourselves, conditioned to believe, that we just stopped questioning it at some point, right? I, Those labels became us. I came across this young lady. I've got to, I've got to, um, her name's Clara Woods. Clara Woods. Anybody that's on and listening or um, uh, should look her up. This lady um, is just, uh, I, she's 15 years old. Um, she was, uh, I don't have her sight in front of me or whatever, but she was born uh, unable to speak, had a, had, had almost like a spina bifida type of thing, like a very degenerative uh, um, thing happened. Yeah. And, you know, very, when you look at it, you go, man, talk about, you know, being, being put in limits, like, you know, all these different things. Right. Um, even though she cannot speak, she understands three different languages. Um, you know, for me, it's remarkable in itself. Right. Um, but she's a designer. She designs uh, uh, sneakers. She has a sneakers line. She's also an artist, and she's uh, she's had um, uh, was awarded uh, a show uh, at a really prestigious art art gallery, and they gave her the the um, a five star like they gave her an entourage, you know, like security people, guards, limousine service, all this kind of stuff. And there's a bit of a, a Instagram uh, video of it, and that's what caught my attention. I go, like, who is this smiling? energetic girl that has this funny little walk and and i got to know more about her and she's also a model you know but it but if she bought into the fact that all that other stuff would get in the way like from watching her like i have no reason to hold on to any limiting beliefs like she like 
like what excuse do I have, right? You know, it's that kind of a thing, right? Yeah, and I mean, also like it's to me that's like proof of how she can speak and express herself in that way. Look at all these different ways that she found to express herself, creative yeah. ways, right? Yeah. To really speak, but in a different language, right? There's um, it's uh, that's her name, Clara Woods. Yeah, just a remarkable story, you know. So I, uh, I've been following her, and she's she's now following me, and and uh, so it's kind of kind of neat to see her how how she's expressing herself and allowing that to happen. And I'm and I'm almost certain none of none of all of that has been planned, but she's gone for the ride. And I think that's what ultimately happens when we drop those those labels is that you start to get into the flow of life and actually see what really is in front of you like see what's 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 waiting for you you start you start going with the waves instead of against them yeah I yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um so we have we have a guest coming next week I'm so excited what about you I'm super excited. I love her. Like I had a conversation with her today. I'm very, yeah. very excited. Yeah. I don't know if you want to spill the beans or you want to make it a surprise. But well, no, well, I, no, I think you know people can start to sort of uh, you know look her up and things like that. Actually, I, I probably should, I, I'll um, I'll just put her name in, up in here, and you can. Um, um, save and then show okay um so joanne's going to come on our show next week um it's kind of uh, our kind of uh valentine's day special so to speak i i met her in in a workshop um and i just knew that this was this was the person and uh, so i reached out to her and she's a she's a coach she's a she's a love coach and uh, relationship coach uh, kind of a thing. She has a remarkable uh, bio and, and history and, and, um, and, and I'm looking forward to having a, a kind of a conversation. We, we have no idea where we're going to go with it. Um, I think we're yes. going to start with, yeah. hello, how are you? And then, <laughs> I, I mean, I already have so many questions. I kind of already know where I'm going to go with it. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think she's a remarkable person. I met her. She's wonderful. And I'm really looking forward to bringing her on here and having a conversation about something really, really important to all of us, right? Relationships. That's yeah. what the human beings are all about, right? We're social beings. Yeah. Relationships are like such vital part of our lives and yet so challenging to navigate sometimes, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's going to be- with people. Whoa. <laughs> I know. And it's going to be good to have someone to ask questions to versus yeah. having to answer all the questions. <laughs> So um, those that are listening and watching and, and later, like, please, um, please share, please spread the word. Um, I really want to support this, this lady. Um, she's doing some remarkable work. Um, her testimonials are just incredible, just incredible. Like I'm, I am really privileged and honored to have her agree to be on our show. Like I, I'm, I, I'm thrilled. I'm totally thrilled. Uh, yeah so um and, than... and, su and support us because we're kicking butt oh. here oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I know. laughs> it's a yeah it's a win-win and that's what i love yeah. i love there's a it, it's a win-win and she is such a giving person like she's all about service service to others and um and uh yeah we're excited too adina um so it's uh yeah, looking forward to it. Anyways, um, let you carry on with your day. Yep, you too. There's no more sunsets, unfortunately. The days are getting longer. Yeah, and we're not going to change the time just to get your sunset in. <laughs> <laughs> so like I can't even like pull the shades up anymore because you can't see anything. <laughs> pull the shades up. There's a phrase. Eh? <laughs>
<laughs> oh, thank you, Fatih. It's been wonderful having the conversation again today. Thank you, Rick. As usual, amazing conversation. See you all next week. Yeah. Bye now. Bye. you so much for joining us we appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation and if you found value in today's episode join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights your experience of the show means a lot to us so please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review this action matters to us more than you know you can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao, and until next time.